Good afternoon. It is November 20th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limos and hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I am doing amazing. This is my favorite time of the year. I was trying to think it through. It's like, is it March? March is awesome. That first weekend, you have the Super Bowl in February. You got the finals in, in June. But this time of year, a lot of people, they don't like it. The time changes. It gets dark at 3.30 here in the in, in the Northeast. But you were just, you can watch so many sports. It's almost a little overwhelming. We we had uh, I had I had Duke and the and the C's playing on Friday night pretty much at the uh, at the same time, so you know doubled up on that. Then Saturday I go over to the casino I watch a doubleheader uh, college basketball game. I come home I watch some uh, college football to you know wrap that day up. And then Sunday Sunday you got a full day of football and I was even able to sneak a little more college basketball in. It's just it's not just one day or even one weekend. There's this whole stretch here and especially right now. You know, work, it's a short week. You know, a lot of people are already on vacation. Feast week is going on. The Maui tournament is going on during the day. There's a ton of daytime basketball. There's going to be daytime basketball this whole week. There's going to be football, both college, and we're going to have the brand new NFL Black Friday game. Uh, not the... Not the, you know, the best game going head to head, you know, the beginning of the year was going to look a little better with Aaron Rodgers. You know, that injury happened, you know, a long time ago, but there are just so many sports. You just turn it on and just, you got to figure out what do you want to watch because there's so many options. I don't know whether to acknowledge the amount of time you're already dedicating to it, but it's also hard to explain to everyone like, Hey, what'd you do today? And it's like, I, I just did everything you just said. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to send that to them. It's like, this is what I did today. I, I sat around and I watched this. It sounds like I just did that, but a lot happened throughout all of it. A lot's happened over the past week. I'm, I'm excited to talk some basketball, both college and NBA. How about we start with the NFL? You mentioned the Thursday games and the Friday games and the Sunday games. A whole lot of spaced out stuff going on this week. But last week's results were bittersweet. I really feel like I had a good week in my picks. And then you come out of nowhere, Mr. Denver over here, and, and just comes up late with a, with a swing pick of which we both picked the opposite and Pull away a little bit. I, I I felt good about my week. I felt good about that game going into it. I can't believe I was misled, and I can't believe how you have managed to turn the tables on Denver. I came into the year telling everyone, "Hey, big coach, you know this is the name of this is the coach everyone else in the league wanted, and they got him, and the team wasn't that great, and they're just immediately going to be a lot better because of the coaching." Well, here they are, and I'm so out, and you're so in, and, and are you? I'm just curious to see what you're going to do this week. I, I, I don't know. let's just talk about it, I guess what did, what did you what else shocked you about your picks this past week I I, I you know I don't want to you know I don't want to jinx anything but I think I'm gonna have a little momentum all of a sudden the past two weeks I, you know I was just saying before my favorite time of year I think maybe the time change it just flipped that switch and I'm just much more locked in or something because all, all of a sudden those a little bit more long shot picks and just a little more gut feels I don't know maybe the uh, you know last week I think I made my picks a little bit quicker I, I didn't you know, do as much, uh, you know, analysis and, you know, really d- deep diving into it. It was just a little more of, hey, like, just what, we're, we're, we're midway through the season now. You know, these teams, just what are you feeling? When you see the, you see the names, like, what's your immediate feel? And, you know, you just can't get tricked. You can't get tricked by the Vikings. They, they want to trick you, but, you, you know, you have to say no. It wasn't a blowout. They had, it was a winnable game. It wasn't. Oh, they didn't pick like a dominant team. I, I can't believe you managed to pull that one off again. And it, just to remind everyone, you picked them last week without even seeing the Monday night victory they had, which I was like, all right, so they got one out of their system. Like, that's it. Like, they're not going to do two in a row. Taking them, didn't change told- it, doubled down. 
it was more like the, the Dobbs. It's he's he's working on magic. It was like last year with the Vikings. It's just it's magic, and magic runs out at some point. And the the Vikings actually have some good players. Where Dobbs, I mean, he's he's doing some crazy things. But there's a reason that he's been on what is it, eight teams in seven years. You, you don't you, you don't go get passed up that many times. It, it's just. He he's in the right spot. He he's for sure doing well. But I, I just didn't think that it, it was going to be able to last that long. And uh, but I agree with you. It, it wasn't a blowout. Uh, it, it was right there. He got knocked up, uh, or not knocked up. He got he got uh, dinged up a little bit. But I I just I didn't I didn't think he was going to be able to pull it off uh, again. And now the the Broncos four wins in a row on the hot on the hot streak. I don't know whether to get back on the bandwagon or, or to remain off it and say no. I I'm happy to not be part of this, even though. I was very much, I, I was, they gave up 70 points in a game. How how are you supposed to alter, like, to oversee that is, is crazy. You, you imagine that we have a, a larger sample size now. We've, we've had some games. Everyone's played, you know, close to 10 games at this point, give or take a buy or two, I think, uh, with, with some teams. And and yet, you look at a team like them, it was essentially five and five, and, and five losses, completely the worst losses ever, and then five of the more impressive victories now over the past couple of weeks. Can't wait to hear your pick going forward on that one. How about we start with Thursday? It'll be Turkey Day. We'll have the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. Early start, 12.30 in the afternoon, East Coast. Aaron Jones injured. I believe that's not going to change. I don't know what to think of Detroit's 8-2 and record when I saw Jared Goff have possibly the worst three interceptions I saw all yesterday. And yet they've come back because of the Bears are the Bears, and I don't know if they're going to turn around like Denver, but... I believe for the time being, I have to say Detroit is a good football team and the Packers are not. The Packers beat the Chargers this past week and that is something you were all over again and I I just keep falling into the trap over, over there. But are you going to fall into the trap of Green Bay again? I'll take Detroit. Who you got? Well, see, now it's not a, it's not a trap. You know, you you fell into the trap and so I was able to, I'm going to be able to like just serpentine around it. But I'm going to go with the Lions. Lions are at home. This is going to be the first time in a long time where Thanksgiving and it's the Packers versus the Lions and the Lions are the, you know, easily, easily the favorite. That's going to be uh, pretty weird where I got to imagine there's a lot of families that have traditions, uh, you know, in Detroit about, all right, we're going to eat it this time. Or maybe you're going to eat on purpose during the game because it's just, well, this is going to be terrible after the first quarter when Aaron Rodgers has already thrown two touchdowns on us. But I, I think they're going to be in the driver's seat. Uh, that Aaron Jones injury, uh, he, he's not going to play, right? I don't think so. The short week can't be yeah. helping anything. It's not like he's been super healthy most weeks anyways. And I'm not sure what the Packers are trying to do. I know they beat the Chargers last week, but had they lost that one, I don't know if they would have been like, oh, it's the season's over. I, I'm not. I do think like Green Bay is still taking the season seriously at this point, or are we just seeing what we can find out of love? And if we win, so be it. If, but we're trying to essentially lose some games to some degree. Like, I, I just don't know what sort of outcome they're hoping here. I do think of the thanksgiving days this will be the best game of them so just a heads up i think normally i'm not paying attention to this game everyone's kind of welcoming in we're prepping some food a lot lots still going on I, i'm gonna have to try to prioritize the fourth quarter of this one uh earlier in the day uh all right so we're both going to Detroit on that one next game 4 30 start it'll be the washington commanders at the dallas cowboys washington lost to the giants and howell ending the game on a pick six being his third interception of the game, which is just a brutal way of, of, of a rookie just making rookie mistakes. 
I anticipate a lot of those happening against this Dallas Cowboys defense who had no problems. 33-10 over the Carolina Panthers the past week. I'll take Dallas at home. I, I don't even think you need to tune in for this one. I, I this is I can't imagine this game being close. I'll take Dallas. Who you got? Give me Dallas. Dallas is really good against teams that aren't good, and the commanders are not good. Uh, Howell is still on track to be the most sacked quarterback, and like you mentioned, three interceptions, that last one for, for a pick six. I think that the Cowboys are going to come in. They're not going to mess around. They're going to lay, the, uh, lay, lay the smack down. This is my lock of the week. Lock it in. All right, next game, San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. This will be also on Thursday at 820. This will be the night game. Niners coming off a victory against Tampa Bay. Ayuk had a huge game. It just felt like he was catching massive, just huge plays. It, every time he caught the ball, it felt like a 30-yard touchdown. He only ended up with one, but it, it just felt like a massive play every time he got it. Seattle had an interesting game. They lost to the Rams. Geno was out, and then Geno was back. Drew Locke in for a little bit in the middle there. They they give up they essentially give up the lead after having it with Gino in there. They they lose Gino for a little bit. Gino comes back, last second drive. They get all the way over there to the point that they're able to attempt a fifty five yard kick for the win, and they miss the kick. And now I don't know what to think of, the, of Seattle. They're already an on off team. I I can't imagine them being a true competitor if they like if they want to be taken seriously. They're going to have to win this game because the San Francisco Niners are the real deal. I imagine they'll be the real deal this night. So I will take San Francisco on the road. Who you got? I am also going to go with San Francisco. Uh, they had that little speed bump, but since the bye week, sure seems like they've gotten their act together. Everybody's healthy. So I am back on the Niners are good. Brock Purdy's good. And I have heard right before the podcast, uh, Gino, it's not uh, a long-term injury, but it's definitely sore. So I think he will play, but I think he's going to be not at 100%. And he really needs to be at 100% to have a chance in this one. So yeah, give me the Niners. Not not only that, the the Niners are going to get to him. So even if he starts this game, the chances of him finishing it are, are next to none. This line can't defend him anyways. He, he thinks they're going to do a better job against the Niners defense. I, I Look, you're going to see Drew Locke this game. It's a shame. I think this could be a better game of the day, but I, I can't imagine this going very well for them. All right, next game, as Zach mentioned earlier, this will be the Black Friday game, the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Miami getting a victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. Defense looking well. Tyreek Hill was injured for a second there, but that first touchdown that he caught where he just catch it, Ooh. there's three guys around you, turn on the Jets, and just blow past everyone as if they're, they're just a turbo button that no one else has. Really impressive, really impressive win. I I don't know, and really impressive with Tyreek. I wouldn't say the most impressive win of the Dolphins. They're still kind of on-off team. They struggle a little bit with the Raiders. You're only winning 20-13. The Jets got completely destroyed by Buffalo they have no offense defense didn't even look that good they seemed way more interested in fighting the other team physically than actually competing against them there's no way they're going to win today this Friday unless this is truly like a cursed Black Friday I, I don't know if that's how this works but I'll take Miami on the road who you got I'm also going to go with Miami I think they are going to put up something like 50 points I think the Jets are are, are done they are uh, benching Zach Wilson so they're saying this is over after uh, I think everybody uh, everybody around has been saying that for for over a month now, so I think this is, this this could get ugly in a hurry. I cannot imagine this being a fun game, especially this late in November in New Jersey. We like the Friday game though, right? It's interesting. I, I I don't see a reason not to have it, and now that we do have it, I'm just disappointed that this is what they gave us. But are we we're pro Friday game next year from here on? 
yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm seeing it's going to be uh, on Amazon Prime. So they've been doing the Thursday games for a while. So it's not like they're coming out of nowhere. You know who's going to be doing the uh, doing the announcing. And they did it way before the season. You can't flex uh, a, a Friday game like this, just the way all, all the schedule lines up. And going into the year, this seems like would have been a fun one. AFC uh, East teams going against each other. Aaron Rodgers versus Tua, two teams that you would have thought, you know, uh, Dolphins were going to be good. You would have thought that the Jets with their defense and with Aaron Rodgers were going to at least be in, in the mix. So just, I mean, that just after that first injury. But, I mean, I, I can't I can't say no to, uh, you know, a little, little bonus football, especially I, I like the timing of it, 3 o'clock Eastern. That way, if you know, if you're on the West Coast, it's right right at lunchtime. But, you know, if you're on the East Coast, you can get some get some things done if, if you're doing it. And then you just you know, ride right into, uh, you know, maybe a, maybe a little early happy hour right into right into nighttime. See what's going on with the Maui tournament. And yeah, just a nice, fun, fun evening. All right. Moving on to Sunday, regular old old fashioned football. One o'clock Sunday, New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams on a bye last week, so not a whole lot of news. I'll take New Orleans who's five and five, they, they have a chance to make something of the season. These five and five teams, you're either in or you're out. And I guess they're in, I, I suppose they're slightly better than Atlanta. They have a slightly better defense. I have nothing to expect out of Atlanta other than they always go against me. So if you pick Atlanta, there's nothing new here. This is just the trend of the season. So who you got? I am also going with the saints. I, it's just, the Falcons have the players. It's, I don't know if it's Arthur Smith or just exactly what it is, but I think this is going to just continue on his rise or demise of, yeah, he's, he's not going to be the coach for, I I don't even know if it's not going to be for much longer because it might be just, all right, just right out the season because we're not going anywhere uh, anyway. But Saints got, got, got some guys. I think this is going to be ugly, but you got to pick somebody and I'm just going to go with the Saints because I don't even know who's going to be the quarterback for the Falcons at this point. Yeah, it's it's a problem. It's been a problem. We're 10 games into the year, and they're still like, no, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll see more. It's funny when they just openly admit of something like like the Jets finally benching him. It's like, ah, no, it's just just not going to work out. We, 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 you know, we, we thought, like you thought differently like 10 weeks ago, like it took you 10 weeks to come to the conclusion here. What, what are we doing? You know, the, the whole Rodgers mid-December thing is, is such a joke, too. The, like, there's nothing. It's over. There's not going to be a team for him to come back to at this point. It, it's, it's next season. And even then, this whole Achilles recovery thing at his age, I just feel like they're nonchalantly acting like that's not going to be a problem at all. A lot of, lot of problems with all that. All right, speaking of some problems, next game, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, it happened. It's, it's Joe Burrow's out. He's not coming back. They're 5-5 five and five after a horrendous start. It, it's, it's hard. It's, a, it's, a hard, it's just a hard sport whether you're that dependent on a guy and you have a guy that every other team wishes they have and he's just not healthy. I, I don't like this Pittsburgh team. I don't like that they're six and four. It bothers me that this is a successful team. I feel like the Patriots used to win games like this where they had no business in being every game. They just kept it tight, and then at the end they just irk one out. But I, I don't have any even even with the backup quarterback in Cincinnati. I think their offense will be better than Pittsburgh. So I will take Cincinnati at home, even without Joe Burrow. It's just how bad I think the Pittsburgh offense is. It's just non-existent. Who you got? I'm. I'm going the other way, but my argument is basically the same thing. Of Cincinnati lost uh, Burrow. With Burrow at the beginning of the year, they struggled. So I'm thinking if you get basically that now, and somehow, I, I have, and I don't get it at all, the, the Steelers just grind out games. This was finally one this week where they, they lost to the Browns, but it came on a last-second you know, field goal. So 
that easily could have flipped, flipped the other way. So I think this is also going to be a, an ugly one because Kenny Pickett, he just, it's almost like the, the, the Tommy DeVito thing. He just doesn't throw the ball. He's a quarterback, but he, he doesn't throw it down the field. So I, I don't think this is going to be on red zone very often, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Steelers, but I don't have a real good reason. Too bad for Burrow. There's not enough good quarterbacks in the league to just, like, this sucks. There was one guy we actually got to watch every Sunday who kind of knew what he was doing. There's not a lot of those. We just lost one. That just sucks. Huge loss. All right, Especially next. where he was struggling at the beginning of the year with his injury, and then it seemed like he had turned the corner, and it was fun. And, was okay, the Cincinnati could make a run here, make things that's going to be interesting. And I, and I thought we needed it. I thought we needed that because we have a lot of sloppy teams like Pittsburgh who are winning games, but it's not really fun to watch. That was fun to watch. Joe Burrow's fun to watch. Unfortunately, the next game will not be fun to watch. It will be the Carolina Panthers at the Tennessee Titans. One and nine Panthers, three and seven Tennessee. I guess Tennessee. I mean, flip a coin here. What, what do you actually? I should let you pick first. I would have just went the other way. I, I'll take Tennessee. Who you got? I'm going Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's got a couple of guys, uh, you know, throwing Will Levis out there. It hasn't seemed like the best, but I, I think the Panthers really have nothing, and then the Panthers actually might be tanking. So I'm going to go with the Titans at home. All right, next game: Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. I actually like what Tampa Bay's done the last couple of weeks. Baker. I think if he stayed in Cleveland, that Cleveland team would be thrilled to have him at this point. And I know the Deshaun price is such a just an extortion at this point for the price tag they got and the results that they're getting out of him. I mean, he's still getting his money. Let's not forget all that. That being said, Tampa still has a whole bunch of weapons. When Godwin and Evans are healthy, I, I, I think those are two really good receivers. I, I want to jump on the, the Minshew-Jonathan Taylor bandwagon, but I, I just think Tampa feels like they're a little bit more... I don't know what the right words. I guess both these teams are streaky, but I'm going with Tampa. It could go either way. I don't feel great about this, but who you got? Give me the Colts at home. Little Minshew mania. Let's let's just get wild. Let's let it happen. I hope he's healthy off the bye. I, I was a little hesitant on that because who knows with him? He might play and he might be out in a quarter. That's that's my fear. Uh, next game: New England Patriots at the New York Giants. New England was on a bye last week. Tommy DeVito. Had three touchdowns and lit up the Washington Commanders. I I, I don't know what, what are we supposed to do here. I I I do like I I think we should lose, but even the actual answer asking me like, do you think you're the better team than this team? I don't know. So like, part of me said I I don't even need to factor in the tanking situation. I'm not even sure if we're good enough to win this game. So I'm gonna take the Giants at home because I saw them score points last week and I rarely see us score points and. If Tommy DeVito is going to have a three-touchdown game, I don't think we have a quarterback that's capable of doing that. So, who you got? Belichick off the bye. Awfully good. Uh, I think we're throwing Mac Jones out there again. But I'm going to go with the Patriots because uh, I think the Giants are really, really bad. I think we're just mostly bad. And I, I think that the Giants might be more uh, more willing to tank than, than we are. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. I, I, in theory, on, on paper, these are two very good teams. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 7-3, 6-4 Houston Texans, both coming off a win last week. Not over fantastic teams, but I suppose they got the job done. I don't like Jacksonville. I haven't liked them a whole lot. They killed me last week that I benched all the Jacksonville guys and they actually had a good offensive week in fantasy. I don't like him. I like C.J. Moore. He's easier to root for. I like what they're doing with Tank. I imagine Noah Brown should hopefully be back and that they'll 
be at full strength with Nico Collins. And, and I, I just like Houston. I think they're on a bit of a upward trend and I think they're a little bit more for real than Jacksonville, but this, this is a game where you know you have to win this one. Show me you're a little bit real. You, you should win this one if you, if you are. And that might actually go both ways of this. So I, it's a big game for Jacksonville as well. Who you got? I'm going to go with the, with the Jaguars. I think they can handle a team like the, like the Texans. I don't think they're going to make it to the, you know, the Super Bowl or do any damage in, in the playoffs, but I think a game like this, I was down on CJ Stroud last week saying, Hey, he's a rookie. He was able to get the win, but he did throw three interceptions. So I'm not going to take full credit, but I'm going to take half credit to say there's still going to be some rookie uh, issues that are going to happen. So I, I think the Jaguars are going to be able to take advantage of that. And like you said, the, uh, the, the fantasy guys on Jacksonville finally, finally stepped up. And I, I was, a, I was a fan of that. Next game, seven and three Cleveland Browns at the hot five and five Denver Broncos. I'm taking Cleveland's defense. It just seems like the only thing you can really support in this this matchup here. But good good luck with the Denver. Are you are you doing it again? Are you gonna cook me three weeks you in a row? I believe I'm doing it again. You're doing it again. Broncos You're country. Not doing Let's it again. Ride. No way. You're doing Let's it again. Ride at home. Get ready. Late afternoon game. Just when you let your guard down. Boom. Then they're gonna be there. Get, who 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 are the Browns even throwing out a quarterback this week? I have no idea. It's some. It's someone who's got a lot of initials and, and a nickname already. It's, they got all the hyphens in it. Yeah, I mean, they could barely put up any points against the Steelers. Now they're gonna go uh, up to mile high. Ooh, it's gonna be tough. You know, big Thanksgiving dinner and then trying to trying to breathe at that altitude. All of a sudden, Russell Wilson. Ooh, looking pretty good. Look, I think He's got a little something. There's a little little magic left. A little something in the tank. Russ and that offense has been real cute, dancing around some bad defenses. But this Cleveland one's, I think, a real deal one. Like, like good teams are going to struggle against this team. This even an average team over the last couple of weeks is going to struggle against Cleveland. I, maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I like I like that we're doing this. I'm just so angry that I'm not on your side with it. Like I wish I was on the Denver side, being the the, the fun part of being like, no, it's not real. Like I'm. I'm anti the bandwagon. You got it going. I, this, this will be fun going into this week. I'm going to care about this game now, purely purely based on that. So that that's hopefully intriguing for some of the listeners as well. All right, next game: Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. I, I guess I guess the their quarterbacks are back. Neither of them looked fantastic. I think Kyler's looked a little bit better than Stafford. I think the Rams have a little bit better of a team. It's it's hard it's hard to trust Arizona based on the small sample size of Kyler Murray, but I, I think he's looked a little bit more effective than what I've seen of the Rams recently. So I'm I'm gonna go with Arizona at home. I, I don't I don't really love what, what the Rams are doing and maybe they get it all back on track this week against Arizona and that's just what they need. But I based on what I've just seen the last couple of weeks, I think Kyler is gonna be able to dance around this team a lot better than whatever offense the Rams are gonna put together. Who you got? See you were giving me a lot of praise last week for all the traps that I avoided. This was one. This is one of my rules. You don't trust Kyler Murray. He's really fun out there. He runs around. It looks like a bunch of fun, but it usually doesn't lead to a win. But I still, I picked him. I picked him, and I fell in my own trap. I will not do it a second time in a row, just like some of the other teams that just don't get talked into it. You see it, and immediately you're like, oh, no, they're pretty good. I know these guys. No. No. Going with the Rams. Going with the Rams, I'm walking away from Arizona. I'm, 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 I see the spikes. I can see them underneath the leaves. I'm not falling in again. Not a second week in a row. Does it help you at all that the Rams really should have lost this past week? Like if they'd lost doesn't this past matter. week, it doesn't change anything. If the Rams lost to doesn't Seattle, they kick the kick. It actually goes in. Gino leads a crazy comeback. 
doesn't change anything. Still, still going against no. Kyler. I just, I've watched the Rams' offense. It wasn't good. They don't have a good quarterback either. I, Kyler's going to have a wild card game where he's going to do three interceptions and three amazing touchdowns that you'll see for highlights the rest of the year. But I, I think this will be the game he does it. I, I don't like what the Rams are going to do. It. I just don't think they're going to be able to put up 15, 20 points or whatever they are going to need. All right, moving on. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs 7-2 and two at the 5-6 and six Las Vegas Raiders. Chiefs are playing Monday night football. Big game tonight against Philly. Uh, that's at Philly tonight. Or No, no, no. It's at Kansas City tonight. Philly's at Kansas City tonight. Monday night football. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I mean, what's the real reason other than new coach syndrome for, for the Raiders? I, it, it's, I don't really think the outcome tonight even matters. I think even if they do lose or win to Philly that this is a – this is a better team. I think Kansas City is just a better team than Vegas. Uh, am I wrong, though? Who you got? Same. Give me the Chiefs. Chiefs are better. All right. Next game, Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly playing Monday night against the Chiefs tonight. Buffalo getting a win over the Jets. Looked like they got their groove back, putting up some points. I call fake news. I don't think they're that good of a team. Philly's a better team. Lock in Philly. Lock it in. I, I just This is, Ooh, this is okay. the real difference right here. Like, Buffalo can beat up on that team every day in the Jets, but this is the real deal with someone else has an actual defense, an actual offense. Let's see if they can keep up. If you want to be same thing with everyone else, if you want to be considered part of the real competitive group, you have to win this week because I, I haven't seen it in the last couple of weeks. It's, it's starting to look like I'm giving you a whole lot of credit for previous successes in previous seasons, which honestly weren't even that successful. Now there are a whole lot of what if situations, but a lot of them fall into the hands of not really getting the job done. I don't think they're going to get the job this done against Philly. I'll take them at home. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Eagles. I really took a, a hard look at the uh, at the Bills. I, I hear what you're saying, but it seems like the Bills, their issue is not that they're not good enough. It's that they play to their level of competition. So they, they've gotten beaten by some of the, the, the dregs of the league, but I think when they play the Eagles, they're they're going to be ready for it, and they're going to you know elevate their game. But I still think that the Eagles are you know top, top of the league, doesn't matter what happens tonight, even if they're they're coming in eight and two at home. I think that they're more for real and they'll take care of business. All right, next game: Baltimore Ravens at the Los Angeles Chargers. Can't pick the Chargers. We just can't. I don't know how many times I can explain it to you. I, they lost to the Packers this past week. I don't have a whole lot of respect for the Packers. Baltimore took care of business against Cincinnati. It was really kind of a bummer. It looked like it was gonna be a good game until Burrow went down. But nonetheless, Baltimore took care of business. I think they're a very professional team, unlike the Chargers, who just find ways to lose game. Trusted the professionals. I will stick with Baltimore. Who you got? Give me the Ravens. Are there going to be any uh, Chargers fans at the Chargers game? It is going to be a ton of Baltimore fans. They're all going to travel out there. It's cold in the East. There's going to be a bunch of them. And like like you like you you said, this is one of the rules. You don't pick the Chargers against a good team. You just, you just don't do it. You're going to feel silly on Monday. So that's an easy one. All right, last game, Monday night, Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you, you've been – you just don't have any belief in, in Joshua Dobbs. I, I'm kind of in still. I, I, I think it was a terrible loss past week. I still think the circumstances that he's in is still less than ideal. So losing a game to Denver, well, I, I, I thought they were a little bit better in that, and I thought he was a little bit better in that. He's only been there like 20 days. Like it's it's still very new, all right? There's still hope that they can get a lot better of all this. The Bears have been hoping to get a lot better. I think that this guy in three weeks has more hope than the Bears do, so I'm going to pick him at home. I'm going to fall for the Josh Dobbs thing one more time, but are, are you really going to roll with the Bears? I mean, Fields looked a little bit better. He actually had a couple good tosses last week, but not enough for me to think that they're better than Minnesota. Who you got? 
No, this is this is one. This isn't a trap. You just pick the Vikings. Vikings are an, are an average team. Dobbs, you, he can handle the Bears. Even with Fields being back, uh, the Bears got a lot more problems. So this this is not a. You just don't want to pick the Vikings against a team that you know is is good. But the Bears, Bears are bad. Vikings will win. I got the Vikings. All right, those are our picks for Week Twelve. There was plenty of fantasy heroes in zeros this past week. Zach, who were some of them? lot of uh, wide receivers on the zeros list. If you had one of these guys, if you were you're probably in for a rough one. We had Cooper Cup again. Got dinged up a little bit, but did return. Uh, dropped one right at the goal line. Uh, Jamar Chase, unfortunately, he is back in this column after a pretty pretty successful once, once Burrow got back on track. But ew, I don't know about this the rest of the year. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson, and Marquise Brown. Uh, for running backs, had Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs. So, then on the fantasy hero side, just just uh, pretty much one one uh, one of each. Uh, Brandon Ayuk uh, was the one wide receiver. Saquon Barkley, the one running back. George Kittle, the one tight end. And then, uh, weirdly, I think last week we had a couple of defenses. Uh, Bills and Cowboys were uh, fantasy heroes this week. They might have helped you uh, get get to victory. So. That's your fantasy zeros and fantasy heroes for this week. I actually had a very successful week despite the disastrous quarterback train just continues for me every week. And you know, the worst thing about it is if I had just stuck with a lot of my decisions rather than quickly overcorrecting them week by week, I would have been all right. Like Deshaun Watson had 12 points the week I started him. The next week, I think he had 40. <laughs> Will Levis, the week I didn't start him, he had 45. The next week I did. He had like twelve. It's it's just I can't I can't get it right. I had golf this past week, who I think finished with nothing impressive. And and really, anytime he did have an impressive stat, he just threw another reception and just deduct, deduct, deduct. It's 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 never ending. It's never ending. Then I had Howell in the wild league that I have, where it's minus six for a pick six. So it's not just an interception loss. It is negative six points for a pick six to end the game in which I thought he might actually have had a chance of scoring a touchdown for the win ends up flipping the other way entirely and taking away points. I, I, I don't know where where to look for at this point. I just, I'm just i telling you right now, I think every year we make fun of people for drafting quarterbacks early. This is the first year ever where I'm openly saying, that was a mistake. I haven't recovered from it. I don't know what to do about it. But next year, I'm drafting a quarterback early. I'm not going to fall for this again. Like What, what else are you doing? I mean, are, you have had Lamar for half the year. What? I was I was gonna say, do don't you have Lamar on uh, on at least one of your teams, and you decided to that you were scared of Thursday night, and you avoided him, and you decided to start uh, Stafford instead. If you looked at the last five weeks, it wasn't Stafford; it was Goff. I started Goff. It's Goff. Okay. It was fine, and, and it was also a, a situation where I have three other Detroit Lions. So I, I have Gibbs, I have Laporta, and I have had the Detroit defense on and off some weeks as well. So it's it's a little bit of like, well, if if I'm hoping for the other two to score some fantasy points, I'm kind of hoping the quarterback also scores some fantasy points. So I, Lamar has not been perfect the last five games, despite looking very good in person. His fantasy numbers have certainly been disappointing. And the Thursday shortcut game, I just I anything happens on Thursday, so I, I was already like halfway committed to Detroit. I didn't feel like that much of a mistake, but boy was it, boy was it. Always trust your guy. Lamar's one of those guys. You just you just can't find a way to bench him. I got too cute, and and you're right. That's the one league that I'm I'm paying for. Well, but that's what you're saying that next year you're going to draft a, a quarterback high. So maybe it was just, you just, your exposure was just Lamar in one league. And then the other guys were more down the line, but it's like Lamar was definitely someone you had to draft a little bit higher. So I'm just thinking 
well, if that's your strategy for next year, are you not going to find yourself in the same in the same boat? I'm trading for quarterbacks all year. That's what I'm doing all off season. I'm gonna I'm gonna get one this off season. I'm gonna keep one. I don't okay. Know. Gonna gonna find the could one you, good uh, one. Could could you let everybody know who you're gonna start this week so the rest of us can avoid that quarterback? No, I. And every time you say something like that, I just like to announce that I'm picking Duke to win it all this year. It's already typed in my bracket. I can't even fill out the bracket, but it's already, it's already filled it's in. It's just a blank. It's just a blank bracket. It's just a blank bracket with Duke right in the middle. All right, and it's it's okay. it says championship of of 2024 March Madness whatever, and it's the, the best part about it is that I'm going to win the bet this year off of this too. Like you, you aren't gonna have the guts to pick them. It, it, believe it or not, I am, and you're not. This, that would be, that would be quite the. Uh, Quite the twist of fate right there. So this is this is who I think I'm starting a quarterback every week from now on is that comment because it is not going oh, okay. well. <laughs> what do we got for some Clearly. college football highlights? Get me out of this. I'm, I'm sinking over here. Well, <laughs> not exactly. Well, I guess, yeah, we'll start start with the, with the one highlight, and then I'll hit you with a low light. Uh, Georgia dominated Tennessee at Tennessee. I had mentioned uh, probably a month ago or so saying, hey, you know, Georgia – they haven't really played anybody yet. There are a couple, maybe uh, you know, non-cupcakes, not elite teams that they didn't exactly destroy. Well, now they're playing legit teams, and they are destroying those teams. They uh, went undefeated last year, obviously undefeated this year. So they are on, I think it's uh, a record uh, win streak, definitely for them. I don't know if it's uh, at, at, a, at a larger level or, or not quite yet. They're trying to kind of downplay that as they're looking, you know, trying to focus on SEC championship and obviously the uh, college football playoff after that. So they are still number one, very much in the, in the driver's seat. Uh, bad news at number four, Florida state, uh, their quarterback, Jordan Travis uh, confirmed today uh, season ending lower leg injury. And very similar to the NFL quarterback is kind of the most important position and to get this far and really be thinking, Hey, we're going to make the, you know, the football playoffs and we have a shot, a real shot at the national championship to lose your quarterback. Uh, I mean, that margin of error just gets, gets, gets much, much smaller. Uh, coming up this week, we got a, We got a big one. There are a lot of games on, on Friday during the day. Uh, if you're looking to kind of mix in some college with that Friday uh, NFL game, but then Saturday, the biggest game of the week, biggest game of the week, probably any year, but even so, even more so uh, this year, Ohio state at Michigan. Uh, number two versus number three. So I don't think a loss means you're out of the college football playoffs, but I think a win just might cement you as uh, being in, even if you were to lose in the Big Ten uh, championship following that. So that is a big game, and that is a noon kickoff. Going to make a pick? Ohio State or Michigan? I will go Michigan. See, that's not fun. I wanted to go Michigan. All right, fine. Well, you can still go Michigan. I guess we're two Michigan boys. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd I, love uh, Margaret Harrison, too. I just I, – I think Michigan it, – it, it's weird that I think the, the suspension's given them a little extra spice that I don't know if they had before. And now, now it's, it's, it's us against, us against the world even more. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They, yeah. Like, I, it's, it's ridiculous, themselves. yeah. I, I, I like, feels real, though. They hit themselves in the head with a hammer and been like, oh, why am I bleeding? Yeah. Who, who could have ever done this? I it, It's – it's weird, you know. You got to find some momentum from somewhere, and and at this point in the year, you should be recovered and healthy and practiced and have have enough chemistry at the point that you you're more or less the team that you're going to be as a finished product as you're ever going to be. So like I I I just think that extra little spice is gonna is gonna have something, and 
I think this is a little bit more of their year than, than Ohio State's year, but I, I could be totally wrong. I'm the wrong person to ask for any of this. I just I, I I'm I'm into the I'm into the drama of it all and I, I want to get behind it a little bit. So I'll have my eye out on that. That that'll be interesting. We do have college basketball has officially started. We did have some interesting games over this past week. I suppose the most intriguing of them was the Michigan State Duke game, which Duke decided to make some shots and Michigan decided to make no shots. And it was a very ugly game that was ended in uh, not, not my favorable fashion of Michigan winning. It was Duke being successful. I, I don't know what else to say other than like, you're not like, you're not going to beat anyone, let alone Duke. If you just don't make shots, like you're going to lose to James Madison. If you continue to not make shots, of course, we start that game. We hit the first three and you got to open your mouth and send me the text of like, sure. You'll make threes today of which I think they ended up going like two for 22, the rest of the game. From three, it was like right that that text aged well. I feel real good about that. So enjoy your win. I thought you made played slightly better, but it, it, it's a completely different game. If we make any threes at all, it, we're at least in the game, and you weren't exactly killing it on offense either. So I'm not entirely disheartened by Michigan's loss, but it is not it's not ideal. I mean, I mean, how did you feel? It wasn't like a you beat a really great foe either. It was one of the ugliest basketball games that I've ever seen. And I watch a lot of basketball, both Duke games, college games, NBA games. But I think some of it was you, at the beginning of the year, switched from Syracuse to Michigan State. And Michigan State, you know, coming in ranked, had that JMU uh, speed bump. But was like, okay, well, you, you got surprised, but you're not going to get surprised again. You're going against Duke. It's Champions Classic. You know, you, you've, you know this one's coming up. There's, there's no more surprises. And it was like, okay, well, you're going to be watching this one. I had mentioned on the pod last week, hey, this is the these are the games to watch. This is like, this, this is, you're going to see some like good college basketball. And especially in the first half, it was so gross. Duke had, uh, I think it was nine turnovers in the first half of the first half. So that almost lines up to a turnover every minute. Uh, that is not even hyperbole. At one point, it was just every time down and it was all different sorts of turnovers and i very much agree with you that you guys made the first three and then it wasn't even duke was playing this suffocating defense and you had to take these end of the end of the shot clock threes where like yep those counts are threes but you weren't open these were wide open threes you were passing the ball around and it was just we're, we're not making it uh, you know, we were able to take, eventually take advantage of that, where if, when you don't turn it over, you know, every other possession and you actually take shots, it makes it, makes it a lot easier. Uh, we had Ryan Young, who uh, was just very much outmatched against Arizona, where he is just, if, if you don't know who he is, he is basically what every uh, old guy at the courts looks like, where it's a ton of pump fakes and just all below the rim. Uh, but he was able to kind of work that on some of your uh, some of some of your younger guys and just guys that aren't seven feet tall. So always always happy to get the win. But I was I think I was like more embarrassed than anything else where it's just all off season and everything talking about it. It's like no, no this, this is the game you don't want to watch. And you're just like really this? It's twelve to thirteen and there's like six minutes to go in the half. Like how how is this? But uh, it was the, 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 the next game, the, the Kentucky Kansas game was uh was much more much more high scoring, much more much more was happening there. We looked like a bunch of amateurs. Everything I always hate about college football, uh, college football and college basketball happened in that game. Because if you if I go back and watch the Michigan State games, especially the last the first couple here where, where they just haven't been shooting well, 
I'm not sure if it's entirely the offense that needs to fix. You just need to make some some shots. Like, you have to take those shots, and you have to actually make them. I I don't think it was the wrong guy shooting. I didn't think it was too quick in the shot clock. I didn't think it was suffocating defense. It's just not making shots. And I'm starting to see a little bit of of enough of a sample size right now where I'm starting to think, I don't know if we're going to fix that. Maybe we're just not a shooting team. Because at some point, someone other than our our main guy, Tyson's got to come up a little bit better and, and and I think defenses are starting to become a little predictable on like, all right, so we're going to guard the one guard and, and just assume anyone else who shoots is going to miss <laughs> because that's that's really what's happening right now. Uh, so I, I'm a little worried. I, I mentioned it, I mentioned it on, the, on the last pod how last year you guys were third in the entire country in three-point percentage, but now I'm beginning to think how much was uh, was Joey Hauser, you know, Celtic Sam Hauser's uh, brother, how much was he just skewing those stats and he was just, you know, keep keeping keeping you guys afloat because uh, it's just wide open and just absolutely ice cold and it wasn't just a half it wasn't just oh this one game it's just it's, it's been uh, a real trend this season for you guys so you know you, you still have some time to figure it out but i believe it's next week or definitely in the next two weeks you guys are playing uh arizona thursday so thursday it's so oh, this thursday so co- coming up quick uh, you're definitely going to want to make threes because I got some seven-footers down low, and uh, they're not fun to play against. So best best look against Arizona. I think we're just going to be – like we're going to make shots that game, and then we're all going to fall in love and believe in us again, and then we're never going to make another shot again. But we're going to have that one game against Arizona who was really good that we, we shot really well and we got to win. That That's the Michigan State way, and that's what I think is going to happen. So that that's what I got. Got a couple good games on right now, or at least tonight or whenever this podcast will be airing. Uh, we've got uh, Purdue and Gonzaga right now and UConn and Texas uh, tonight as well. So those are some yep. big, big matchups. Uh, any other matchups going on this week other than than those ones? It's it's a little tough to uh, to forecast right now because uh, there's a lot of a lot of tournaments. So depending on who wins. Uh, so even that UConn uh, Texas game, uh, Louisville out of nowhere almost upset texas yesterday they only lost by by one point they were in the mix that that, that almost happened it was going to be uh yukon uh, louisville for the uh championship of uh i don't remember what, which tournament that is like i said there are just a ton of tournaments going on right now just every day just just take a peek uh the main one being the uh, the maui tournament you mentioned uh purdue is just about to uh knock off gonzaga right now and that that is number two versus 11 and that was a quarterfinal game also, ranked teams in that tournament are uh, Marquette, uh, Kansas, Tennessee, and uh, the non-ranked is Syracuse, UCLA, and uh, Chaminade. So, kind of that one is the, kind of your best best case of whether you win or lose. Even the consolation one is going to be some some good matchups. So, just I would just check out Maui tournament and what's cool or not cool depending on how it lines up for you is there were there, there was games starting at 2 30 today and there will be a game at 11 30 uh p.m tonight so depending on where you're living and what your work schedule is it might be awesome or it might be terrible so yeah definitely definitely be checking out the maui tournament that's going to be the uh, the crown jewel of all of the all of the sports going on this weekend all right enough talk about some college let's talk about the actual sport that i've been seeing every single game watching quad boxes on quad boxes of as much nba content as i can get i got a couple games to look forward to this week i figured we might as well wrap up some of the craziness the, the madness of of last night of the boston celtics having a a a really good hot fought victory with a 
a, a second enemy of the game. I mean, I, I, I know we are Celtics fans. I know we were biased. I know we were raised on Tommy Heinsohn thinking the refs were just out to get us. But last night, the refs were out to get us. Like, I don't know what other way to say other than, like, I couldn't believe the amount of charges and, and borderline charges, too, of which I think 50-50. Sometimes they go our way. Sometimes they go the other way. It just didn't seem to ever go our way. They seemed like they were very defiant in letting us know that they weren't going to let us get away with kind of the off arms or any any of the charges. It just seemed ridiculous. But it comes out of some defense. We essentially play defense for an entire minute to shut them down and give up no points and, and, and lock it down and win. It's, I don't know what to say the flaws of the Celtics are entirely, but we're just not that dominant of a team. But we can go on runs and put together difficult stretches for other teams that I don't think every other team can do. And it's still exciting to watch, but I don't think we're ever going to be the team that wins by 40 every single game. And, and that's okay. That's fine. I, I still enjoy the, the quality of ball we play. Our depth, I don't think, is nearly as big of a deal as, as everyone was thinking. I thought Pritchard's been playing well. I thought Hauser's been playing well. I, I, what do we got? Kez, I think, came back yesterday, or, or however you say that. I, it's, that's that's another big that I, I think will be helpful in the rotation. So I'm I'm happy with the Celtics right now. Like, Were you concerned at all that we kind of struggled against a Memphis team missing everybody like everyone <laughs> like no name blank just missing didn't didn't play suspended who knows I, what i i think it's when and we haven't been as bad about this this year but i think this is a game that last year we definitely lose where we come in and we look at the lineup and we don't recognize anybody on it and go cool we're just gonna launch some threes and our talent will just take you know we'll take care of these guys these guys aren't at our level and all of a sudden <laughs> You, you lost the game, which we, we probably should have lost that game. Uh, we 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 miss down the stretch. We're up by uh, we, we were up by one one or two, I think we were up by 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 one. And luckily, Derek White comes out of nowhere to get gets an offensive rebound with uh, like twelve uh, or I think it was probably like seventeen seconds left. So passes out to Tatum. There's a two second difference between the shot clock. He probably should just hold on to it, but Drew Holiday streaking to the hoop, so he passes it to him, and Holiday rises up to uh, to dunk it, but he misses the dunk, and then Aldama has a wide open three that was just gonna have to be one of those. We're gonna have to talk about this on the podcast. So just complete meltdown. Where it's like, how was this even a possibility? How was this close? And but luckily he missed, and then there was just a mad dash scramble, and the ball was all loose. But you know, a rather an, an ugly win than a than, than a pretty loss every time. Uh, but I agree with what you're saying. On the, you know, we always say, uh, oh, yeah, the refs are out to get us. But I think they, they might have been. Tatum had four fouls last night. All of them were offensive fouls. Just how? How? Who, who else does that happen to? LeBron's not getting four fouls that are all all offensive fouls. Luca's not getting that. So I, those, I, I didn't I, like that. On. But I was those... very impressed with, with I was very impressed with with uh, with the Grizzlies and not having anyone of uh, any of their stars, not even a ton of like their starters, but said, Hey, we're taking this seriously. Their, their fans were ramped up for it. It was almost like it was a little bit of their, uh, <laughs> like, it was like, is this their in-season tournament game? No one, no one told us because they, they came to play and they, they were rocking. Giannis is the example. I, I would have the four offensive fouls. That doesn't even happen to him. And it should like, it's, he's not, like, I don't think Tatum's just recklessly driving to the basket every single time. I don't think he constantly uses his offhand to wave people out of the way. It, it's just conflicting information where they felt like they were tick, tick, ticky-tack offensive fouls, where they were like very letter of the law and not giving the, the contact to the offensive player at all. 
I, I I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's been a little chatty. Maybe our team it just chirping at the refs a little too much. It it just part of me thinks that we traded away Marcus Smart and we're still having more problems with the refs. But I feel like he was never doing us any any favors, and now he's gone and we're still having certain conflicts like this. I maybe maybe Tatum and Jalen are just a little too whiny, but uh, and Perzigas isn't isn't any better at it. But it's fine. We won. We beat a team we should beat, and that's that's all we we should be doing. Uh, going forward this week, uh, not, not a whole lot of great Celtics games. I, I wrote down Wednesday, there's the 76ers at the Timberwolves. I'm kind of excited to see just a bunch of big men on the floor. All right, you're, you're going to have Embiid, you're going to have Gobert, you're going to have Towns, and, and Nas Reed floating around from Minnesota. Uh, that'll be 8 p.m. on Wednesday. I it's, it's Minnesota's kind of taken over the, the whole league. Everyone's very intrigued and, I guess, excited to see them take the leap right now, but I... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I haven't seen a whole lot of, of it, and until I, we get to the playoffs, I'm not cementing you know Minnesota as for sure a contender. But I, I like what they're doing, and I'm kind of curious to see how they they do against Philly. Philly's been hot with Maxi and all that, and I think that'll be a good game Wednesday. Uh, what were some of the games you were looking forward to this week? Also on Wednesday, I think this is one of the matchups that people have been uh, talking about since they. Uh flurry of trades in the Eastern Conference at the, the very end of the offseason. But we have the first Bucks at Celtics matchup. And if you've somehow forgotten, the uh, Bucks traded for Damian Lillard. And then immediately afterwards, the Celtics traded for their just traded Drew Holiday. So it will be the, the Bucks coming coming to Boston. So I think that'll be good for, for, for Drew. He can play against uh, his old teammates, but he'll be in the, uh, the friendly confines of, uh, of the TD Garden. So that is also one that's going on on Wednesday that I am definitely interested in as those two have been kind of pegged, uh, you know, before the start of the season as the uh, as the two top teams. The Sixers have definitely uh, put, a, put a claim on that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see as, you know, it's still early in the season. But I still think if you were to ask somebody, they still think the expectation is Celtics, Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, last games I wrote down Friday. I've got Nuggets at Rockets. I'm just intrigued by the Rockets. I think that they play slightly a little bit harder than Denver does at moments, and that has proven to kind of irk them as they're a little weak right now without Murray. I, I, I'm just curious about the Rockets, man. They're they're poking the bear. They're knocking on the door a little bit. I, I would be curious to see if the Nuggets just completely slam the door shut. That'll be Friday. It'll be a tournament day. The other game I wrote down was the Bulls at the Raptors. I, I don't know how else to tell, tell you Chicago season other than they know drama. It's, it's a hot and cold. It's a team that starts off 1-20, to 20, down and then wins a game 105 101 or something and a ridiculous fourth quarter comeback again of which Levine gets catches catches fire and at moments notice this guy could just catch fire score 20 points in a row it was announced last week that it sounded like they were open to trading him and that they both sides were essentially going to work together to try to find him a destination I'm putting my foot down I'm probably the only person in the country that says it that I don't think Chicago should blow up this team I still think there's some magic there I think it just needs a little bit more help in gelling this rotation. And there are moments where it's very good. And they just need to get rid of the moments that it's not. And I, I didn't see a trade out there for Levine that I was like, that makes the Bulls infinitely better. And and maybe he's not the guy they should trade. It, it seems like that he's the miracle worker for these comebacks and that if he doesn't do this, he's really not much of an asset on the court. So I, I understand uh, kind of giving up on this whole experiment because it's just the window's closed you know Lonzo got hurt and it's it's not ideal but I I don't think what they're getting returned is is much better than where they're at right now I think they could still kind of rebuild what they have it, it's not 
it's not a move I would make. I just I just wouldn't do it. But uh, what what do you think? Are you are you interested in Levine? Like, would you want him on your team? Do you think they could still make a deal out of this with someone? I'm not anti Zach Levine. Uh, I don't think the Celtics need him. But when, when you look at the Bulls, it's just like they they have the pieces. It's just I don't know. Like, why don't the pieces fit well? It's like okay, they, they you know they got a shooting guard. They, you know, they got Caruso who's, you know, willing to, you know, you know, play defense. It's not like they got, you know, uh, you know, it's not like the Clippers where it's, Hey, well, they got all guys that kind of do the, you know, the same thing. It's like, you, you got a uh, Vooch. It's like, all right, you got, you got a big man, you got a big man that can shoot. It's just, it, it's not working for some reason. And I mean, it's, you know, season season's early, but they're, they're, they're out of the playoffs right now. So it's like, do you, do you see that turning around for sure? Yeah. They, they had the, the big comeback. But I, ju- I just don't know how long you keep trotting this team out before you say, hey, why are we paying these guys this money if we could be starting with, with young guys and just, you know, we, we could, someone will take Levine, someone will take DeRose, someone, someone will take all of these players. I, 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 just, I just don't know why they're not working together. Yeah, I don't think any other team should really be thrilled to have any of them either because it's, I don't think it's accumulation of the players. I just, I just it's, it's, uh, I don't think it's a coaching either because I, I, like I said, there's still moments where this looks really good. I, I just can't believe how bad it looks. And I'm, I, I just, if you trade Levine and it turns into like a Lori market, situation where, where again, the bulls move on for someone and he looks immediately so much better. There has to be something looked at within this organization. That's just off. And I don't know what it is because I can't tell you from the outside looking in what it is, but if that happens again, is, you know, Levine, I, I think he's gotten better, but he's, he's been injured so much that I don't know if he gets the respect he should. And, Truthfully, I just don't think he's really earned the respect because I haven't seen him have a big playoff game. Like, what is the playoff moment that comes to mind with Zach Levine? Is is there even one? So, I understand him being frustrated and wanting to be better, and the money that he's getting isn't exactly deserved or earned, but I, I'm not sure what you paid exactly to begin with. So, uh, shout out to whoever ends up with him or or, or not, but I, I, I think they should hold on to him. I think this Bulls team still has some magic left in them. I think let every, let everything else just settle out across the East over there. There's going to be some injuries. Some of these younger teams are either going to put it together or they're not. I think teams like Orlando are, are really falling shorter than they should. I, I'm Teams like Detroit are a complete mess. I, I just don't think the Bulls are that sloppy of a team, despite not looking very successful. All right, any other games to look forward to for the week, NBA-wise? Yes, I have, uh, I have two more. On Friday, in-season tournament time, Kings at Timberwolves. Like you mentioned, Timberwolves kind of rising towards, uh, towards the top. They're uh, definitely interesting, as well as uh, you know the Kings kind of building off of uh, off of last year's uh, success. So those are two uh, two top four uh, teams in in the West. And then I believe this game is on Saturday. Uh, Sixers Thunder, where Sixers are at the uh, you know just uh, you know towards the top, just behind the the Celtics in the East, and the, the Thunder similar, just up at the the top of the West. Uh, Chet, huge uh, game winner. Three pointer, figure the, the the game was over, and man, just a very tough turnaround where I, I, he was shooting it before he was even looking at the hoop. But uh, he, he had Shea behind him. You could see it in the replay, and Chet is all fired up. You can see Shea looking at him, just like, "Oof, that's that, that's a bad man right there." So I think those will be two. Uh, well, one, I guess one's a West Coast uh, matchup, and the other one just uh, two of the you know, better teams, and maybe uh, on the on the Thunder side, just a little more surprising that they are this high uh, at the top. Everyone's in on the Thunder. I, I, they, they really can't make a move that I'll be disappointed on. I just, at some point, are they going to go all in on it, or is it just constantly building, building, building? Like, are they ever going to package this for something? 
They haven't done it, and I don't feel like they necessarily have to. I'm just and Zach Levine's not the name. I'm I'm, I'm saying that that's who they should go after. But at some point, someone player X is going to be unhappy at whatever situation they're at, and they certainly have enough to offer just about anyone. I, I wonder if they just have a little too much on the roster. Like there's guys like like rookie like Kasem's. I don't even know how you're supposed to bench him, and I don't know who he's supposed to play over. And there, there's a lot of guys in that situation where they're all so young that I don't know how you say this guy's more deserving than another. And they've all had really good moments of, of, of being very good and successful on this team that it's just a hard rotation to crack. And I just wonder if packaging everyone for one player is the solution to figuring out this rotation rather than kind of always leaving leaving someone out. But I don't know. Is that is this really the way rebuilding works, though? You, you just you have a whole bunch of guys and some days you play and some days you don't. I don't think it's going to work in the in the long term, but I think with the, them being so young, I think they still have time to to feel things out. Trade deadline's not for a long time. You got certain guys that are playing well, certain guys that aren't really uh, playing. Uh, you know, Giddy's been losing minutes uh, kind of steadily, but I don't think you should just give up on him because it's it, it's not even December yet. See how see how it goes for a little bit. Yep, right now you're 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 two in the in the West, but you're three games between being there and being uh, you know a play-in game. So just very quickly, you know, you drop a couple of games, all of a sudden you're right mid-level and you still need to figure things out. I think at some point, yes, they will have to kind of, I guess, consolidate power and whether that's through trading for more of a, uh, more of a starter, superstar, star, whatever you want to call it, or if it will be uh, getting rid of some of the, uh, the younger guys for, I guess, maybe future, even more future draft picks just to say, all right, we got too many guys. We need less of them. Uh, but I, I don't think you should be making that decision. Even, you know, I said December. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. We're still very early on. Uh, at some point, Shea should start saying, though, I, I'd, I'd like to play with adults. Like, it, it just, you know, the LeBron doesn't play with young guys kind of thing. Like, I'm not saying <laughs> they're anywhere near that. But at some point, don't you think he should be a little concerned that the new guys are constantly bringing in our, our very good young talent, but our talent that has just never been on the court before? It, and, and it's not really an issue now, but when you want to take everything seriously, when you want to be a championship contender, those are going to be harder, harder decisions to make and that they just seem so set up that eventually they'll build out. And I'm just worried they're going to build and Shea's going to be here during the entire building process and there really isn't going to be a peak of it and that they're going to kind of waste some of these years that are going by because he, he's ready to roll. This is an excellent team. He's ready to go. And Chet is, has been as good of a second year or first year rookie or whatever you want to you know, designate them as, as you're going to get. And if you get more guys like that, which are never a sure thing, I I, I think you're all right. But I, I just, uh, some of these accumulated picks are, aren't going to be top picks anymore. They're, they're going to be average picks. And I don't know how they break the rotation for these guys going forward. All right. Uh, any other NBA news? Uh, yeah. What are else? We're going to talk about the fight. Oh, you want, what, which, which fight? What, what, what happened? There there was, there was a, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Which fight? Oh, the, 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 the one guy in the NBA that is constantly doing this kind of shenanigans. Well, one Draymond Green couldn't even make the Thanksgiving. Already putting the dude in a headlock, thinking it's a UFC match. His team is terrible. Steph's the only one that could do anything. Clay looks like he is on his last legs. Wiggins is not doing anything. What have they lost? Six games in a row? I, six, yeah, lost six games in a row. But I guess they, they, they won the fight. I don't, I don't know how Draymond's only getting to getting suspended for uh for five games well at, at what point at what point is it is it does it have to be more he's not getting the message he didn't get suspended last year for punching a teammate he he does this sort of thing every year multiple times a year 
and it just it clearly isn't getting to him. I saw there was there was a stat. He's been fined. I think it was two point three million dollars over his career. Two point three million dollars. Because he just does this this sort of shenanigans. Clay and Jaden uh, McDaniel's are the one that get into it, and then McDaniel's is like an actual tough guy. So Draymond, you know, goes over and uh, you know decides, oh, I'm gonna pick on uh, Rudy Gobert, and you know we'll, we'll go with that. But I, I, it was so weird though. What was it? It was a no one even scored yet. It was the first minute, first two minutes. They they got kind of tangled up. There's a little jersey pulling back and forth, and then once one acknowledged the other's pulling the jersey, the other one pulled the other, and they just didn't let go, and then. A jersey ripped, and it's like, all right, well, now it's kind of like a, a arm has swung quickly because it's a, a jerk reaction from a ripped jersey, and and then there's just a lot of shoving and a lot of chatting going on, and a and, and the game's just started. Like I was kind of amazed that <laughs> Straymon was even awake. Like this, this to be this jazzed up and this fired up, and to have that immediate of a response that you're just nine one one burning the world one by one. I'm taking everybody hostage within an opening twenty seconds of a game. I, I was more alarmed by that, that he just had came into the game like this. Like, the the previous stuff, I have been un, inexcusable. I, I can't defend any of them. I just, I thought the playoff ones where you faced a team, you know, four, five, six times in a couple years in a row and a couple games of the past week, it, it could be taken a little bit more personally. But to be such a short fuse against a team and a non-real threatening team, like a new threat team, a, a team completely threatening based on this year and this year alone, there is no previous history between anyone of any of this, I think it's, it's, it's concerning. Now you mentioned he should be suspended longer and more. And I, I just, I thought five games was fine. I, I understand all of that. And I, I'd like to say that he, it's really six games because he was ejected from that game and that should count. And that's probably why there were really wasn't a suspension hand, handed out for anyone else. Right. It was just Draymond because he's the only one with the history of it all. So when you say that the punishment, he's the only one that put a guy in a headlock. It's still an instigated situation between the other two. I, I, I look. He, he shouldn't do any of this. There's not a situation that really defends him of being like, no, no, no. I, I if he hadn't done that, you know, Clay could have gotten injured because, you know, Rudy was going to do blank. Like that's not a that's not a scenario that's happening. I, I'm with you that I'm a little tired of it and that I, I do think that he is one of a few bad apples in the league that really changed the way the games are officiated for all of us. I mean, we mentioned the Celtics having a whole bunch of offensive fouls. There's also been a whole lot of situations that I, I just think are unnecessarily physical and I don't know, Draymond doesn't do anyone any favors for the league. Like we we have guys getting ejected left and right. And it's really based on the rules of, of, of the dangers that he's bringing. And if we get rid of those dangers, I think we can have a looser leash because most of the guys don't need it to be that tight. Like the only reason the NBA is thrown out guys left and right is because they don't want this situation to happen. They're trying to keep the tempers down for it all. And we're trying to keep the tempers high. So that's an actual competitive game that people care about. I, I don't know what the solution is. I, I just don't think that suspending him or finding him is, is going to change anything, nor do I think that they should suspend him or find him any more than they already did. Like I, it's it's fine. It, it's it's moving on. Does Rudy really look like he was traumatized from it all? Like I, I just thought he, he got punked that's a little not bit. The, that's not the point. You can't go on that. It's like this, this is the same thing with last year. You tried to make the argument like, oh, well, you know, you know, does it really matter? You know, what what Jordan Poole, you know, like he's probably fine. Like, yeah, what's yeah, the solution? He's probably then? fine. They were they were bad last year, and they traded him out of town. What's the solution then? What would you like to do with this? Right, you, you gotta are, find you... him, or you got you gotta you gotta do something more, that says, hey, more we're suspension? serious about this. More suspension? Yeah. You want to take more games? How many games do you want to take away? 
I don't know. I don't know how many it takes, but clearly these, uh, you know, little fines here and there and these little uh, suspensions, it, it's not getting across because he continues to do these uh, these sort of shenanigans. Did you see uh, after the game, Rudy Gobert came out and said, you know, I, I think called him uh, called him a clown. I was like, all right, yeah, that, that's whatever. But said, yeah, you know, when I saw Steph wasn't playing, I kind of had an inkling that he might do this. And you mentioned, uh, you know, with this instigating, like, no one's even scored. We're, we're like less than two minutes into the game. It made me think more of a, of a of a hockey game. Every once in a while, they'll have these hockey games where there had been some sort of situation that hadn't been resolved the game before. And so you'll put all the goons out on the first line. Everybody just knows. And as soon as the puck's dropped, just the fights just break out. And then you get it out of, the, out of your system. It was like, did I miss something from, from the game before? But re- the, uh, you know, the internet ran the numbers. The last seven times Draymond's been suspended – or uh, in seven of the last eleven of uh, Draymond's ejections have been when St- when Clay or excuse me not Clay when Steph has uh, hasn't been playing, so kind of a pattern. I don't know over fifty percent. It's not a hundred percent, but it seems like there might be something there that if Steph's not playing, Draymond's looking for an early night. Well, you know, I think if if Steph's not playing, it, it also falls a little bit more on Draymond that he's going to be a little bit crazier because. They're going to need some magic out of him, and that's really the only way he's able to generate it. Like I understand the the flaw of pointing at it, that this is this is his deal. This is the only way he could win games. It's, it's the frustration I have. That's not basketball. With Patrick Beverly, who does a lot of things that are just not basketball, and that he's rewarded for them constantly. I, it, it's, a, it's a bigger problem than just that. It's, we, we shouldn't, I understand you don't want to be tricked by everyone, but... I don't think suspending him is going to change anything. I don't think finding him anymore is going to change anything. He's just like you just have to hope that once this guy retires, that we just don't have any more like it. Like we don't want anyone to be idolizing him if anything. And I'm saying this all as a as a new Michigan State defender, and I <laughs> have a very complicated relationship with this. On the one hand, he has a lot of ch- championships, and he's played with a lot of really a lot of good teams, and had very good records, and set a whole bunch of records, and defensively. He's been very important for this team. And playmaking-wise, he's generated the, the run-and-gun three thing that they had really going during the peak of it. It had a lot to do with him starting the break and getting it out started and setting up guys. And he just isn't quite that that player anymore. But it seems like the the more we take away his basketball abilities with age, the, the more the anger comes out of, of him just not having it and trying to show everyone that he still does. Like it's just an old man having a temper tantrum at this point. Like That's, that's what it is. So... It's going gonna, it's gonna to go away. He's going to be out of the league soon. Eventually, the Warriors are going to trade him. And once that happens, I mean, do you really think other franchises are going to deal and tolerate this stuff as, nearly as much? Like, if it's if it's not them, who is it going to be? And this next his next stage of his life isn't going to be all right with this. Like, so it's coming to an end is what I'm saying. So, like, I don't, I don't think you need to really do any crazy adjustments. You could just be upset by it. It happened. I thought they punished it appropriately, and I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about it. So that's that's where we're at. The Warriors might also be bad. They've lost six in a row, and they are just hanging on to uh, to a play-in spot right now. Now, I think it could easily flip the same way I think it could flip for uh, OKC, and they could both end up closer to each other. But for right now, that is not working. Well, you guys got to play. Curry's got to play. They're going to be without Draymond for a couple weeks, not or at least a week, I assume, whatever five games ends, ends up being. And- it was only last week or – I mean, within like- – uh, Steph Curry was the only guy on the Warriors to score over 20 points. Not average over 20 points, just to score over 20 points. It was, I think, 
uh, I'm trying to remember the number. If it was like 60 something people in the league or something. And it was, so it meant that each team probably averaged at least 2.5 people on their team had scored over 20. And the, the Warriors didn't, didn't have any, which just uh, was just a, a crazy, crazy stat. Well, let's not forget the reality of why the Warriors are in the situation they're in. They didn't really blow anything up, but they did rebuild a little bit. And their their draft picks, they just missed on. I mean, let's not forget, these guys had the second pick. They took James Wiseman. He's not even on the roster anymore. And they weren't even really to capitalize anything in return for him. Like, that's just a huge loss when you have put yourself in a, in a situation where, you know, Curry's out, Clay's out for years at a time, seasons at a time. And then you try to put it all together with some of these new pieces that just haven't panned out. And then there's years where Wait, they... Wait, isn't Wiseman how they eventually ended up with Wiggins? No. It wasn't Wiggins to... Um... Was it wasn't like a, a jump there? That, that was, was it? That, I, that's I, different strand? I don't think so. I don't think they that really got... That would be my got... only pushback if that, was, if that was the case. If it was through the Wiseman deal that they were able to get Wiggins. Because Wiggins has not been playing well to start this year. But in that finals against the Celtics, he was rebounding like crazy, and he was a huge, huge part of that. Yeah, but he's also not going to be a guy that's going to take on more of the workload than, than he should. Like the, the reason it worked was that he's kind of been a, a number one or number two option everywhere he'd been prior to this, and that he was the you know third or fourth option on this was, was perfect. But when Clay's out, Draymond's out, Curry's out, that the you know he climbs higher up the ladder, and it's you're put in the situation where. He wasn't very successful for that. I, I, I don't. I'm not worried about this team. I still think that they have a chance. I think think that there's just too much talent here and too much of a core here that if the the main guys are healthy, I, I'm not even worried about Chris Paul. I think a lot of people are, are blaming him for it all. And the thing is, he's just not a center. He's 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 what this team needs. He's like a reverse center. Yeah. He, he he's he's just. I think there are moments where they need him desperately, and then he helps his offense get through some some really bad hiccups when they're just not in the momentum and, ro and rolling with everything. But they they need big guys is, is really the problem of all that. You know, and Draymond is also an undersized guy. He's not like a true big, then that's not aging well. And we're seeing that. This is what's happening. So I, I don't think they need to worry about Chris Paul or any of the core. It's just those young guys, if they're not on some games, and, and I like Gary Payton, like he, he needs to be healthy. He needs to be playing out there. But they need they just need a little bit more trustworthy of a big like I think, like a Yaka Pirtle would be fine on this team. They just need somebody who's willing to go bang some bodies. And it Valchunas, I don't even know what someone, somebody else like that. And there's, there's, I'm sure there's someone else. You know, Time Lord would do just fine on this. Unfortunately, he's already injured and going to be missing a whole bunch of time. But that, that's enough on the Golden State Warriors. Like I said, they're not even that great of a team. I think they've won and had plenty of success in the past. And I think we're more just possibly seeing an end of an era here. Uh, any other NBA news you want to get to before we? Discuss the final talk of the beer mile. I am ready for the final beer mile preview. If that is going to be happening between now and the next podcast. It'll be done. Well, it'll be attempted. We assume we assume it'll be successful, which you're only going to hear about it next week if it is. And if you don't, well, that just means I got to try it again. And that's that. I'm sure that'll be a story. But we are assuming the attempt will go well. We're assuming the weather will allow us a decent way to record it properly and advertise it. I, I have a location picked out. The map's already picked out. The beer's already picked up. It's it's happening. It's uh, is, there, is there any any final questions you'd like to know of the situation here? I mean, I feel like I've told everyone week in and week out. Maybe, maybe start with why I'm doing this. 
Uh, well, you you lost the uh, you lost the March Madness bet, so that's why uh, that that's why you have to do it. I guess my, my my questions for you are: so you've been you've been training, but your training has consisted mostly of chugging beers, which sounds important, but it's been a lot more jump rope than running. Do you think that will be an issue once you get out into the the real like elements? Like I haven't done any running. Zero running has been included with this training at all. No cardio. Nothing, nothing like remotely that other than some, some brisk dog walks, no jogging, maybe some walks of the treadmill, some jump rope in here and there. It, it's it's really we're going to find out if I can even run a mile, let alone how long it's going to take me. And that's that's going to be something I learned and we learned together. You know, we were, we were going to find that out. And and then the beer thing, it's just the four beers is a lot. And, and especially if I'm trying to do this in a reasonable mile time, which, you know, four beers in 10 minutes is. It's a lot of beer. That's certainly not something I'm doing on the regular, let alone trying to do some physical activity in between. So I, I just felt like I needed to train more on that end than, than the other end. If I had taken and tackled on the running thing seriously, I assure you I would have been injured by week two, and then that would have just put me farther back than, than anything. So I'm, I'm almost anticipating a potential injury throughout all of this, of which I get to fully retire from running and, and probably fully retire for beer altogether. So that's 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 where I'm at right now. I, I'm I'm trying to preserve myself while maintaining a, a an idea that I can still be athletic for 15 minutes at most. I mean, what's what's the time I should is be that, aiming for? It, that's what I was gonna say. Is there is there is there a time limit? Do you, is there like you you're going too slow and you you've timed out and it doesn't count? Is is there is there a number there? Look, I'd like to think confidently. I I want to say I could do it under 15 minutes. I'd say not confidently. I'd like to say anything over 20 minutes is really like. Maybe you should try it again, you know, but I have no comparison. There's nothing I can compare this to that. It's like, are you, were you really that close? Like it's 20 minutes closer to 15 than I think if I just chugged that last beer a little bit faster, it, it, it could have been done or, or is my mile time just that bad too? Like, I, I don't know either. Like it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be knowledge of a, of a learning experience for everyone. And I'm not looking forward to it. It's, it's just, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. It's going to be really challenging. And it's 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 just gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's gonna suck. It's not gonna be good. Like I think everyone's excited to see this, and they're gonna realize this is a disgusting challenge. That's really stupid it's very hard. Disgusting. And it's it's not flattering to watch or or do. And you you are going to experience some of the challenges by watching it. So I I encourage you to watch it, but I also just warn you that it will not be it, it like well produced, excellently choreographed, and it's gonna be disgusting. It's gonna be gross gonna be a lot of burps yeah, don't want a lot of close-ups for this one yeah i'm trying to also save the location that we're doing it where i'm arranging the cameras the wider ones where you don't really i don't want anyone to know where it was either like you know it's like hey you guys did you guys did that over there you're not, you're not supposed to do that over there so like I, I'm, I'm trying to arrange the cameras where you you kind of get a, a it's just gonna be an open field you're not gonna have any idea what it is so the the privacy thing will be addressed and 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 hopefully we're able to just pull this off without any uh any other contenders showing up, I suppose. Let's, let's just say it that way. <laughs> is that a concern? Have you invited other contenders? No, I'm just saying if we, we might just get company wherever we're at. You know, people are out. They, they walk their dogs the same place as I walk mine. There isn't, this isn't like a, a private field that we're doing this on. This is public property. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a possibility there's, there's some other dog that just starts chasing me. Maybe, maybe he wants to get a free lap in, and I, and I chase him. Maybe, yeah, I, maybe, maybe, maybe that'll help you. Maybe, maybe that'll, that'll improve your time. I need a, I need to drift a little bit. Yes, I, I need someone to pace me. That, that, that helped me a lot in, in high school when I was actually running. 
I, what's what's the worst like, outcome possible? How here? would you like my attitude to be during the race? Would you like it to be uh, taunting? Would you like to be encouraging? Would you like prefer me be more more just quiet? Uh, or like, am I gonna be mic'd up? Am I gonna be just doing comments, you know, more for the for the fans or for the videos? Like, what 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 is my role on on game day here? All right, so I'm thinking there's gonna be a wide shot camera from one of the corners, so you can kind of see me running around the field. I'm going to possibly, I'm more likely to be holding some form of a camera. It's gonna be the worst one of them all, and you'll get more of a my my view, my point of view, a camera kind of thing. And then wherever the beers are being chugged. You are going to be holding a camera, and you're free to turn around and pan if you want, but it really just mostly want the close-ups. You're going to be framing me up as I'm chugging the beers, and you're you're free to chat however you'd like to chat. I imagine being supportive will be more enjoyable for me, but I, I, I don't know if going against me is, is really going to change anything either. Like, there's nothing more punishing than what I'm actually doing. Like, you're not going to say something that's going to hurt more than what I'm doing, so I, I suppose... Bring on your best shot, but I, I also wouldn't be discouraged if you uh, were, were even remotely supportive of like, hey, man, you know, nice to lap. You know, that was a quick chug or I, I'm not even sure how you cheer on this either. So you might have to come up with some ideas for that as well. But I, it's already going to be punishing. There's nothing you could do that's going to make it worse. So I, I do what you feel is, is, is what I'm answering. What if I what if I raced you? Would that make it worse if I beat you? I think that would be a win for me, actually. If you force me to do it. Yeah, because not only would I beat you in it, but you would also have to do it. Yeah, I thought about I thought about this when it was going to happen more towards the uh, the end of the summer, and I was really going to play up the, you know, just coming off of surgery and, like, hobbling in and then, you know, trying to, like, pull off something something heroic. But now we're uh, we're, we're much we're much later in the in, in the season. And I, I think, like you said, it's going to be it's going to be punishing enough. I couldn't come up with a a good. Well, if I do win, like, how are you punished more? And we already we already got too many punishments out there. We can't we don't need to make this any more. It's already complicated enough. You're drinking beer and you're running. We're, we're set with the complicatedness. Yeah. Next year, do you want to just be punished with the drinking or just the running? Because th that might be the more punishing thing is you just have to finish four beers in 10 minutes and then. That's it. Like there is no physical challenge. Like, or or do you want to have to run a mile in under eight minutes or something just faster? I don't know. We'll we'll have to start thinking about that soon. Now the college uh, basketball season has started, but that's still a few few months away. But this is this is coming up, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to to see see how it goes. Well, finally getting it all out of the way here. We definitely gotta get some of the other bets rallied up and just kind of done because we're gonna have a new one coming up this year and i already have our our, our top punishment I'm, I'm ready to add to the list the the vending machine challenge i'm, I'm ready you, you want you want to add to the board it's going on the wheel i i don't have any any new ideas just just quite yet all right the vending machine so the vending machine you gotta eat everything in the vending machine within i, I think they say 24 hours but i think it's even a work day so maybe even 12 hours is like a, a stretch maybe eight hours uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of food. not easy. It's not. It's none of it is. But I'm happy to kind of get it all done. It'll be fun to be outside, and I guess we'll have a reason to have a YouTube channel again for these these really stupid, silly punishments. And I hope everyone actually gets as much of a kick out as as we do. Or, I I mean, what what do do people watch this? I mean, do we even know why we do this? 
It, it's because there needs to be a punishment. Yeah, but the documentation needs, of it all. There, there needs to be winners and there needs to be losers, and I, I think that's the that's that's the main thing. And yeah, it's gonna be cold. Uh, yeah, I, when I did it, it was peak summertime, so I, I don't know how the how the elements are, are gonna impact you, but I, I'm interested to see. And like I said, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to you know to see see this challenge and all because I know you've been you've been working on uh, training for it for a while. So you know should be uh, should be in better shape than uh, than I was. The beers are going to be so much colder than they ever need to be. I've been trying to let them like warm up like a touch because they're just easier to chug. You don't want to be chugging ice cold beer. You're going to get brain freeze and it's just yeah. it's, it's much much harder to do. But you know with the elements, I mean, what, what do I do? I'm going to have it in the cooler with like a little heater. Like, how am I even going to get this room temperature in 20 degree weather? Keep them in your pockets. That's actually that's terrible. Then they'll be all carbonated. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I, you want to shake them up a little bit. A little cooler with hand warmers. You, you want to shake them up a little bit. That's fine. I don't mind you letting all the gas and the foam out, all right? Because that's half the battle in all this is just dealing with all the gas. I don't know. Until yeah, the, they're going to be toast. Uh, until gonna next week. They're going to be cold. It's all going to be set. Until next week, we'll be back. Make sure you subscribe. Little column A, little column B. Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you get your Spotify stuff in podcast uh, you can follow zach on his x account which is wicked z man 24 and we'll be back with all the updates and stories of the beer mile next week it's gonna happen successfully i'm not predicting a time but i'm, I'm aiming for 15 minutes it's gonna be a complete mistake when it ends up being under 20 but that that's the goal we'll, we'll see little column a little column b